0: Good morning, and welcome back to Fresh from the Margins, the weekly new releases podcast. I am B. Peterson, I'm your host, and with me as always is...
1: Anna Campion. Uh,
0: so, we're talking about today, uh, we're talking about um, a film as, as voted on... Well, actually, this film wasn't voted on by our patrons, uh, because the film that was voted on, turns out that it wasn't available yet. And so we just decided, hey, this is these are our options, let's go with one of these. And so today we're talking about... Um, coven of sisters or as it was originally titled coven or as it was originally titled um aquelare um and this film is uh it came out in spain last year it was nominated for a bunch of goyas and then it was it's now available on netflix um and the film is about it's set in 1609 and it is about um a group of Of girls, some of them are sisters, some of them are just friends that are taken in by an inquisitor, who's going around uh, Spain and trying to root out uh, uh, witchcraft and witches. Famously,
1: the Spanish Inquisition.
0: Right, Um, and and so he, he, these girls are taken in; they're uh, kidnapped. Uh, uh, thrown into a like a stable and there's like okay you all here are accused of witchcraft and now you have and now you have to prove why you're witches because there's no option for them not to be witches at this point right um and the film is about these group of girls and how they at first try to get out of it but then say it's like well maybe we what Maybe what's going to be better for us if we if we can delay um, our execution by trying to uh, uh, lead them on and give tell them what they want to know for so long that eventually people like the sailors will return because they're in a fishing village and the sailors would t- return and they could save us and so the plot of the film is is them trying to delay their execution by uh, uh, essentially making up stuff about <laughs> about how they're witches
1: yeah yeah and it's all it's all in well it's not all in spanish it's in spanish and basque
0: well that's sense. right yeah because it's actually i think most of the film isn't in isn't spanish language um i was i was really confused in the first like uh uh 10 minutes because like the f- opening scene is the inquisitor we're witnessing like the burning uh, women being burned at the stake and they're like, how lo- much longer must we go on? And then like, I don't know. And so they continue on. And, and then we cut to the girls and they're all speaking. I'm like, wait a minute. I can't understand them because mm-hmm. I, context, I'm bilingual. Um, though I will say is that Spain, Spanish has always just been, I mean, it's like British English. Yeah. Like where it just, it feels like, oh my word, you pompous people kind of thing. Yeah. Because I'm used to like Mexican, Spanish, um, Puerto Rican, Spanish and that kind of stuff. And so to, so to hear Spain's fashion is always a little bit of a disconnect, but then they start the girls start speaking. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. And so I looked up in Akelarre the, the title, is actually a Basque word for Coven mm-hmm. and or the witch the Black Sabbath or, or the the Witch's Sabbath. And um and yeah, most of this film is in Basque, which is the language of the Basque people, which is um a subset of of people in Spain and right. also par- somewhat and there's also a little bit of it. Basque country is also a little bit in France, but it's it's a culture that I get I'd never heard of before and anyway. Yeah,
1: no. Um yeah, uh I mean I had subtitles on and it was interesting because I mean there were times where, you know, they would say por favor and I'm like got that. Um <laughs> and you know, I I took you know Spanish in high school and stuff, so I'm obviously not fluent. But um, yeah, it would say either in Bosque or in English. Weirdly, um, which I was like, well, that's not. This isn't in English. This is in Spanish. <laughs> um, but I think that I'm sure that's just a like I, I saw something where there's going to be full English dubs of it coming in April. So maybe that'll be well, like that a bug fix when that happens or whatever.
0: Why would you? Anyway. Well,
1: you know, some people prefer dubs to subs. I am not one of those people. Um, yeah. but some people do.
0: I just it's it's that's the whole sub versus dub thing just feels like an odd argument because why I mean, regardless of whether a dub is better, like sounds like the performances are better, like it just it just seems weird to me to not have the film in the in the original way that it was made, within the original language, like it yeah, just, I agree, even but, a, even in animation, know, it just it doesn't make sense to me.
1: To each their own, I suppose.
0: Yeah, to to, to quote Bong Joon Ho, it's like jump over the one inch ho- tall fence, and there's so much more that you can see. Um, anyway, yeah. so did you like the film?
1: <laughs> I went back and forth on this. Um, I think. Well, I, um, okay. So this has one of my least favorite tropes of all time. Who Are you ready? This is my sure. least favorite film trope. Okay. Mm, yeah, it even beats... Yeah, okay. My <laughs> least favorite film trope of all time is women getting their long hair cut off as a form of punishment. It okay. makes me feel gross. It makes me feel so icky. It feels like... I don't know, and I and like I get why it served a narrative purpose, but every time I see it, I'm like, oh, fuck, now I'm depressed. Like it's <laughs> it's something about that particular trope, um, really bugs me. And I'm not knocking the filmmaker, like the filmmakers for doing it. Like I understand it, but it is literally. Once that happened, I was like fully on board with this film and then that happened and I, and it, I was just like, oh, f- mm, f- I hate it. I hate it so much. And that's well, like the reason that they thing. do it
0: in the film is because they're specifically looking for the mark of the devil on these girls. And I'm not they saying always it say it
1: doesn't have narrative purpose in this film. Yeah, I understand why they do it. I still hate it. I will always hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Hated it in G.I. Jane and granted, oh, Anna, that wasn't punishment. It basically was. It basically was. I I'm sure you it loved it in V for in... Vendetta. I ooh, I hated in V for Vendetta. It <laughs> makes me want to cry. It's like so. I don't the the constant trope of like men robbing women of their femininity through their hair, which is like so important to so many women because it has been told that it should be important to them for like centuries. It makes me want to curl up in a ball and sob. I hate it so much.
0: Okay. But you realize that this film was going for that. Like, it's wanting to show you how men are the worst because they do things like this. Right?
1: Well, I, I mean... Like, this film well, is okay. about Don't how the patriarchy is course. the worst. No, of... Of course I know that like, that is the point, but there are so many other ways to show, I mean, here's the thing, and this is a personal, I'm just saying, this is my least favorite trope. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't have narrative value in this film, but for me, it is something that I find so... I think it's probably how, I mean, I don't, I don't know why it, it bums me out so much, but, like, I, like, I get that, like, you know, the patriarchy is awful, and I'm not even saying that this was a bad movie or anything like that. It's just that I'm being honest and saying that this trope always just, like, sort of, I think I have such a visceral reaction to it, that in the same way that maybe, um, some people might have a really visceral reaction to something like, um, you know, violence against animals in a movie or the same way that someone might have a super visceral reaction to, um, you know, a sexual assault scene in a movie that it kind of like, and I'm not trying to like equate those or anything like that, but it's just like, there are some, there are like really only a couple of things and that the haircutting thing is one of them that just like, I watch it and I get the ickiest feeling in me and it totally saps my enjoyment of the rest of the film
0: okay all right okay i um, guess i could i g- i guess I could understand that i just did you like- did you like um the the main girl getting her hair cut a little bit so, so she had this stylish anachronistic haircut though <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was that was kind of funny um honestly no, I didn't like it i everything about it the it's um it's so it's this is actually so this is a trope in movies and it's always done like men cutting women's hair off for. Um, defeminization. It's also something that happens... It's also a term in sort of, like, true crime. Like, serial killers do it a lot where they, um, like, you know, if it's generally a male serial killer who generally prefers female victims, uh, they often, like, cut all their hair off as as a means of defeminization. And, um, yeah, it just... It all around feels icky to me. So I was happy when... They didn't cut all her hair off, and I liked, um, I really liked Anna. I, I liked her a lot. I mean, I liked all the girls a lot. It just, um, I just don't, I just don't like that trope, and I'm never gonna like it, so. Okay. But that's, that's so, just a me thing. That's not a, that's not a knock on the movie, per se.
0: Okay, so I guess then my question would be, is like, not that you should be, you should separate um that aspect of the film from the rest of the film but aside from that aspect do you think that this is a good film did you like th- i thought maybe it was a fine movie it, but-
1: i thought it was a fine movie there were a lot of aspects that i enjoyed um i think that i was expecting i think when we initially saw this and i looked at it i was expecting something a little bit more I don't want to say campy, but something that has a little bit more like fun with the genre because okay. like um because you know it is a period piece, uh you know this is you know it happened in the 1600s. I didn't think it was going to be as serious as it ended up being. And okay. that's not again, that's not a knock on it, but I think that they're was an idea to do something kind of like interesting and subversive here with like okay well we're gonna pretend to be witches but I don't feel like that element was given the space that it could have been um in this film if that makes sense like I think it would have been really cool if like the last scene where they're kind of all pretending to do the witches' sabbath and like kind of go buck wild and like are Mm. dancing and eating and you know playing violin and all that stuff which was really cool i would have loved to see more aspects of that sprinkled throughout the film like where they're kind of where they're kind of trying to trick them throughout the film like the inquisitor and all the guards and stuff and so i wish that had had more more space to sort of like be cool and interesting
0: I guess I, I I guess I'd just respond to that by saying that I would say that it does take up a majority of the film that it is kind of that we that
1: not I mean I mean the plan like in theory they're like going to do it and then they don't because they're being like you know traumatized for a while and then like I don't know it just like it it seemed um it just didn't come together for me In a way that I I I think that I think there was an opportunity for um like that to be a little bit more interesting more subversive more fun and I don't know yeah so I mean but I do think I think it is a a fine movie like I don't I don't I didn't dislike this movie by any means
0: alright okay um yeah, I mean, I for for me, this film, I'm not going to call it great or nothing, but I really enjoyed a lot of what it was doing. Um, specifically, like you mentioned Serial Killer, um, mm-hmm. about how like this is a, I mean, this is essentially a movie about a serial killer, because yeah. that is essentially what these Inquisitors were, yeah. is they were people who went from town to town murdering women. And um, I think at
1: the beginning they said that this particular duo had they'd ordered like 77 executions or something like that um which is crazy
0: yeah and and specifically with that serial killer aspect is that a large i think one of the main focuses of this film is about how this inquisitor um he is this is this is almost like a sexual fetish for him like he is getting aroused by by everything that anna is doing yeah and and yeah, I think like that that's, boy. when it comes to like, <laughs> like subversive stuff, I thought that that was the most that was kind of like the most interesting aspect is like how we're exploring that that this that these people these inquisitors that this was this was almost this was yeah this was a serial killer who was doing this to get a sexual gratification he's wanting to see the mm-hmm. devil because he's getting aroused by it like he wants yeah. like. The, the, the centerpiece of this film, for me, there's two. There's, there's the climax, which we'll get to, but the, my favorite scene in the film is when it's Anna giving this long monologue about how she's the witch and how she bewitched everyone. And a lot of it is done in these POV shots from for the Inquisitor and for Anna. And uh, mm-hmm. Anna, who's played by Amaya Abedasturi, who isn't a Bosque actress, but she's a Spanish actress, but still gives an amazing performance. A very anachronistic performance, I'll say, because um, she is not trying to be period. She is, she is like you could set her today, and she would, she would fit right in. Um, and yeah,
1: I guess that that's. Did you? This is more of a question I have for you because obviously I don't speak Spanish fluently. Um, but like you know, uh, you can obviously tell in a period piece how uh they often like adjust sort of their uh their dialect or their language choices in order to fit the period is that mm-hmm. something that you can really speak on as a fluent spanish speaker like is that something that you noticed
0: no because i'm not i'm not well versed in in spain spanish spanish um, got it okay uh i could maybe tell you if Mexican Spanish was like from the 30s or from today. Like I could tell you right. the differences between that. But with Spain it all just kind of blurs together for me. Okay, um, that's fair enough. And but but yeah, her performance in I when I say anachronistic, I'm really meaning like just her whole energy, her whole presence and her presence is huge. She steals the movie easily. I mean yeah. she's the lead, but but no, she, um, yeah, she, her energy well, is a very modern You
1: almost like don't no, no go ahead go wa- ahead sorry no you go ahead. i i was gonna say you don't really know that she's the lead until 30 minutes in 40 minutes right, in. yeah
0: when she kind of emerges like, as the the head yeah of so this.
1: and and even still she has such as like she has such a strong presence even like sort of getting that quote unquote lead introduction a little bit later than maybe mm-hmm. like you know a lead would traditionally get um which yeah, I mean she, I thought she had a really strong performance as well. I yeah. was really, I was, I was, I was bewitched by her. Some may say,
0: ooh, yes. Uh, <laughs> but that that one scene, because the way that it's shot, the way that it's edited with um, uh, Javier Aguirre, his cinematography, um, just putting you right in that scene, and she is just acting to camera, and the Inquisitor is just acting to camera. Mm-hmm. and it's i just love that because it's so intense it, it literally puts you right in in the middle yeah. of that of that conversation and in these close-ups and it's it's just brilliant um yeah
1: i liked it too uh
0: and so i i really like that aspect of like this is this is a sexual thing for the inquisitor this is a yeah. fetishistic this is there is a there is a uh a, a sadism to this there is mm-hmm. a and yeah, I I, I like that that element. Um, and I really liked how it built to, by the end of this film, Is like, they're going to be executed, and they think they're going to be taken to be executed, but then it turns out that, hey, we've set up the whole thing for you. We're going to... We want to see you Record enact it. the Widget Sabbath. And at that point, they do it not to save themselves, because they know that they're going to be executed at dawn. They just do it as an act of bananas. rebellion.
1: Yeah, just to... Um, I know that we're, you know, just because, you know, you you mentioned it. There at the end, what, what, what do you think that was about?
0: How do you mean, like the actual ending of the film?
1: Like the legitimate ending of the film.
0: Um, why don't we put a pin in that and come back to it after uh, after t- talking about the climax? Okay, um, fair enough. Cause, um, just be- because, just because. I, I, I just, I loved how this film turned into, because for most of the film, it's the goal of, is that they want to delay the execution to the point where the sailors can come back and save them. And yeah. And what I loved is that at the end, they know they're going to die. And I love that the film didn't say, Hey, the men are going to come and save you. They're like, Mm -hmm. no, we we're women. We're going to, we're going
1: to do it how we want to do it.
0: We're gonna take these moments and we're gonna make them ours, and we're going to bewitch this guy like that whole climactic bit. It's it's just the 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 energy and the freedom that they have in that moment. I felt was that's that's where it needed to go.
1: When you it's, refer to the climax, which particular part of the movie are you referring to?
0: I'm referring to the bonfire, the the Sabbath. Okay, sequence. got it, got it, got it. Yeah, and yeah, no,
1: I that was definitely my i had two favorite parts um one was the bonfire and the other was um when she is describing the witches' sabbath to um the inquisitor and it keeps cutting to flashbacks of just like just girls being girls just hanging out just vibes mm-hmm. and i was like oh man that looks like fun i i miss i miss girls being girls and just vibes um yeah, so, because
0: I mean, because that's the thing is that these men are are accusing them of being witches when mm-hmm. they're actually they're just girls hanging out. Like, yeah. like that scene, you could take that out and just put it in Dead Poet Society, and it's essentially the same scene of just people hanging out in the forest you bonding.
1: Could, you could put it in Pride and Prejudice, and it and it wouldn't uh, wouldn't look super misplaced at all as a you know a reenactment of the Bennett sisters. Um, yeah,
0: because. So, dudes hanging out in a forest is you know whatever it's just men being men but girls what are they up to they they're not they don't they're not surrounded by they're not being infatuated with men right now there must be something wrong with them
1: yeah um yeah it's just like it's just so weird how like scared men are of like not men like (laughs) i i don't want to say i don't want to say well cis straight men are generally really scared of people who are not is <laughs> straight men and so like yeah a lot of that is women but also a lot of it is like the gay community <laughs> like um,
0: trans community
1: trans community um and you know and I mean really it's this idea of like anyone who was other from them so like mm-hmm. you know like there's one part where the priest who I guess the priest is a bad guy I kind of couldn't tell
0: well, I would say, yeah because he's he's a symbol like as soon as he hears that that the the priest isn't exactly they're not they're not gonna get off scot free if 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 they don't um mm-hmm. be the ultimate symbol of the church if they're not the ultimate man and the way he immediately turns like um turns is mm-hmm. like, oh no um these women are terrible and it's it's the Jews and the Muslims yeah, that yeah, come yeah. in and, and all that stuff and he's like yeah no he's screw very this guy.
1: Yeah, he's very, like, easily manipulated. But it's this, um... Shoot, what was I saying? It's, like, at one point, the priest was talking about how, um, like, the crypto-Jews and the Muslims have come in and, like, influenced the women, which is just kind of, like... It's just... It's just so... in it, It's just so sad how pervasive this fear of the other has been for literally all of civilized human history. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... And, it, you know, it's still persisting today, obviously, like, as evidenced by, I don't know, like, pick one of the awful white supremacist actions from the past two weeks. Week? Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it does a really good job of showing how pervasive that fear is and, like... Not trying to sugarcoat it in any way. Like I think that was interesting. Um, and yeah, and you know, and then obviously, like you can see that fear really materialize in when Anna really like commits to the bit, basically <laughs> yep. during the Inquisition, and then also again during the um the bonfire. Like you, re- especially in um, I guess so. There was like the Inquisitor and then his like sidekick. Yeah. Um, and he especially was really um, like you could tell he was freaked out
0: yeah and or turned on
1: I think I don't think it was sexual for him I think okay. it because he seemed like he see like he had one bit where he was like if we don't have like if we don't see this if we don't get proof of the witch's sabbath then like he's kind of like hey man what are we doing here? Like, he's kind of like, he's kind of like the side, yeah, but in a more logical way, in Mm -hmm. less of a fetishistic way, like, he seems more interested out of, like, the, you know, quote-unquote original purpose of these inquisitions, which was, like, to, you know, spread the moral message of Jesus Christ and to rid the world of the devil's influence, which, like, I mean, is all bullshit, but, like, (laughs) you know, that's that's, you know, the original intention, which I will say is a little bit more honorable slightly than um, like being turned on at the idea of 15 year old girls being witches um, only slightly, but definitely uh, definitely <laughs> yeah. better.
0: He, he's obsessed with with being able to document this for posterity and maybe getting his name in a history book somewhere is like this person documented the first witches' Sabbath kind of thing.
1: I don't even necessarily, I I think this is, I don't think he's, I don't even think he's obsessed with, like, the fame or the notoriety. At least that's not how I read it. Like, this, he seems like a guy who has not been, like, he, like, this, that's probably a guy who, like, to me, it would be very hard to convince him of a new point of view because he is so, like, he is so, like, this is the way it should be, and I am going to do everything I can to make sure that it is that way. But it doesn't seem like he's really in it for glory or anything. He's in it for, you know, like I said, sort of like the original purpose of the Inquisitions, which I will say again, bullshit. But, you know, hot take. The official <laughs> reason they gave. Yeah, hot take. I don't agree with the Spanish Inquisition. I do like so, the Monty Python sketch of it, though.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition.
0: I have one more question before we get to the ending ending of the film. Um mm-hmm. and that is did the chant that they that they sing sound in- familiar at all to you? Did it remind you of anything? Um n-
1: I mean not off the not off the bat um but you know I'm sure you're going to say something and I'm going to be like oh yeah
0: so, what it reminded me quite immediately of is the chant from "Portrait of a Lady on Fire."
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> see? And yeah, it has I,
1: that same it has that same like scale that you right. Know, it's got the chromatic say? scale. Like chromatically, and then,
0: but yeah. the comparison, I think, is that that in this film. That, that chant is seen as like this is the this is the demonstration of this is a demonic force. These women are mm-hmm. are are succumbed to Satan. And in *Portuguese Lady on Fire*, that that is almost that that song that scene is given like this. We are in the Garden of Eden essentially. Like it's this this mm-hmm. women's paradise is what *The yeah. Portuguese Lady on Fire* is setting. Yeah, in. that's a good point. And, and so I think the juxtaposition of the two chants would sound a lot alike being in such yeah. different context just because one in one situation they're surrounded by women and in one situation they're surrounded by men i i just i yeah that that connection no, that's is a really good that's that a
1: me. good catch yeah no and uh, yeah and they both take place like sort of around a bonfire like mm-hmm. at night sort of like yeah this, there's this a ton of, of yeah, connections no, cool. um
0: yeah, but, very cool. Yeah, and I I thought the scene was funny is like when she was initially singing it and the Inquisitor's like take down that melody and the guy starts writing he's like dude it's a chromatic scale.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go on forever. But he's like um, he's like jacking off like I can't what what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like just so turned. So the
0: ending of the film. Uh, so obviously, spoilers. Like I don't really care about spoilers in Fresh on the Margins. We mm-hmm. talk about the films that our patrons want to talk about, and so we assume that hopefully people have have seen them, and and they're available. Usually, mm-hmm. by the time that an episode comes out, the film itself has been out for a week. So anyway, the end of the yeah. film, um, we have a Birdman ending is essentially what we have.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, I uh. I lo- I feel like maybe well also okay here's my hot take I really like Birdman Birdman's one of my favorite movies of all time I like that movie a lot but um
0: I think it's I think it's very fun I th- I really like Edward Norton um,
1: in it. and I love Emma Stone and I think yes. Michael Keaton's really good in it too but everyone's so, good in it
0: it's a very good film
1: yeah um but um this is where I think I think something cool could have like Something really interesting almost happened. I feel like here. I feel like this ending was almost like a cop out, in a mm-hmm. way, where it's like, like when they were sort of running through the woods with the torch. I was like, oh my god, fuck yeah! They're gonna, they're gonna like go make like their own, their own little village, their own like society in the woods. They're gonna, <laughs> you know, they're gonna eat. You know, they're gonna go full Robert Eggers the and witch. Deer and. Yeah, and they're gonna like have a good time, and I love that. And then you know they're sort of cornered, and they you know jump and turn into seagulls. But we don't see those seagulls. <laughs> At least I didn't see those seagulls. But maybe I didn't see my the brightness life. was too low or something. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think again, it's like I'm not trying to necessarily knock the filmmaker's decision because like I again I get why they did it. I just feel like it was a little bit of like a, and then they turn into birds. And I'm like, okay, well, that hasn't really been, (laughs) yeah, I, yeah, but, you know, it's sort of like, I guess from the dialogue, it's like, they're flying, and then it looks off into the middle distance, I'm like... Okay, I guess, like, maybe they fell to their deaths, but then I don't think everyone will be like, they're flying. Like, I feel like that's also an the reaction. It's perfectly
0: ambiguous. We don't see if they jump. We don't see if they fall. We don't see if they fly. We just, we see, we see the Inquisitor as, it's it's all done in one shot, where we see the women on, the girls on the edge of the cliff, and then we we circle around, and we're looking at the Inquisitor, and then we circle around again, and they're gone. And we don't, we don't hear a scream.
1: I don't, don't... I don't mind ambiguous endings as a rule. Like, I don't, you know, like, that's not, that's not something that I have beef with as a narrative choice. I just think it was weird considering how not ambiguous, ambiguous this film has been. Okay. Up to this point. You know what I mean? Where I was kind of like... Okay, like, yeah, no, I'm glad they're free. Like, I'm glad they didn't get burned at the stake. Don't get me wrong. But I think that there was an opportunity to craft something a little bit more interesting and decisive. And instead, they went for ambiguous, which, I, again, it's like, it's kind of like I've been saying, like, I don't think it's a bad ending. And I, but I also don't think it's a great ending.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess I'd agree with you. I, like, I mean, the, <laughs> I mean it's kind of similar as this like to see this as like a double feature with the the Vavich mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. where that movie like is is she a like is this real is this not kind of yeah, thing yeah. and then at the end is like oh no she's straight up a witch She's
1: she's <laughs> uh, A-T-J, ATJ witch vibes love that witch <laughs>
0: Um but yeah I th- I think that the thing is like she got so hard into the bit that they did they went did they did did they, did they the question is did they fake it till they make it until yeah. they made it and, and honestly, I, I don't really care. I, I, I think the ending's fine. I think, I think it works for, for what it is. And yeah, I, I think this movie is good. I, I, there's nothing that blew yeah. me away with it. I liked a lot of the stuff, the ideas that they were going for. I think at times it was hampered by its budget, but ultimately that yeah. stuff is, it, 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 it's good. That's, that's what I, that's my, that's my hot it's take a on, on, It's a, on
1: fine, movie. It's a the, fine movie. It's a fine movie. It's a fine movie. It's definitely not the worst I've watched for this podcast.
0: Oh, no. That's for sure. Nor for, nor for I. <laughs> though we have very yeah. different choices for what our worst is. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, but so the uh, one thing I wanted to say, though, before we got to the end, is that this has one of my favorite title reveals. I, I love the way that they revealed the title. And it's 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 a s- style for the sake of style, but I don't care. where It's just one letter at a time, and just the letter goes from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. I just really like that. That was a mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that was cool um yeah
0: i mean so why don't we move into our quantified vibe check then
1: yeah okay so i will give this um i will give this three con two conjured honeysiders in the woods out of five demons up the butthole
0: yep mm. Yeah, el culo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that. that, that um, I'm gonna give this film. Ooh, ooh. What if we do this? I'm gonna give it pi. There we go. Let's go rational numbers on us. I'm gonna give this film pi uh, black mushrooms eaten off of of a, a girl's stomach. Um, out of sig. I'm gonna give it out of out of out of sigma. Um, off screen moans turning into off screen screens. That's that's a that's a pretty harrowing yeah, that moment was, in the film.
1: That was horrifying, to be yeah. honest with you. That was when right. I was like anyway, yeah. yeah.
0: Um
1: yeah. So yeah, I mean it was it was a fine movie. If if this is like a subject you're interested in and you and you don't mind women getting their hair cut off as punishment as a trope, then like, yeah, go for it. This is a fine movie. <laughs> but I just that tr that's just it's just my least favorite trope. It just really is. Okay. But that's All that's right. a me thing, and that's and not... for
0: other content like we do see uh, uh, Anna just get a, th- a s- like a, a not oh there's knives, a lot of light, like
1: not a lot there needles uh, needles like being injecting. poked
0: in straight up into their leg yeah under, under her arm and there's blood and ugh, I I hate needles myself yeah. so
1: yeah so um yeah there's a couple moments that are I kind of had to look away from the screen like uh no because I just something sometimes. I don't necessarily mind a ton of blood and needle stuff, but just, like, the way that they present it was really, um, I didn't like it. But, anyway,
0: that's just me. Um, so, recommendation from the margins. Got something?
1: Yeah, so if you are, like, pro-witch in general, (laughs) like I am, but you're kind of like, I want something a little more lighthearted, then I have the movie for you scooby-doo and the witch's ghost oh, uh, <laughs> with uh, i'm getting up
0: i'm walking away
1: <laughs> with the acclaimed fictional band the hex girls um so
0: i can't believe you it's an
1: animated familiar. animated movie from 1999 this is one of my favorite scooby-doo <laughs> movies and i as i was watching this i was like Fuck, i wish the hex girls were here <laughs> um and uh but it does so basically the gang goes up to massachusetts around halloween mm-hmm. um And I think they go in and around Salem, Um, you know, famously the Salem Witch Trials. So kind of a, it does deal with like kind of similar subject matter. It's just like an animated children's film. Um, It's really fun. And it has the Hex Girls, which were like a huge part of my sexual awakening. Um, So yeah, I, I super recommend if, you know if that's like what you're into and i do think it's from the margins because i don't think it like i think this is kind of one of those things that's like if you know you know but if you don't you have no idea what i'm talking about so scooby-doo and the witch's ghost i imagine
0: sorry but is this scooby-doo um back when all of the the plots were revealed to just be greedy businessman or is this like legit witchcraft magic like because that's a thing like because the whole point of scooby-doo for decades was that it was always just some corporate businessman like it was never actual magic
1: but then at some point scooby-doo started to
0: turn into actual magic
1: well the the television show has often stayed away from that and has done just like, you know, you meddle I would have gotten away with it too if it were for your meddling kids. But a lot of the these movies, so like this one, um Zombie Island is another one that came out around this time period. And then there's another one. It's like Scooby Doo in Cyberspace or something like that. I can't quite remember what the title is. But those are all sort of like those have like some magic stuff in them i don't want to spoil okay. too much but there is there is like a confirmed witch in this one and um
0: right.
1: yeah so it's a fun right. little movie and <laughs> it i'm probably gonna watch it tonight it's, it's gonna brighten me up i think
0: i have like maybe like one shot from that movie somewhere behind in my memory like i i used to watch the scooby-doo like google google the video. hex
1: girls uh google the hex girls scooby-doo and the Witch's Ghost and you will remember this movie a hundred percent. All
0: right. Um, so for, for my film, cause I was thinking it's like, Oh yeah, my film really isn't on the margins. <laughs> and, then you come, and then you come here with your Scooby doo. Uh, but this is, this is one of the best films ever made. It always has been. And it all always will be. Um, and, and like, it's on Criterion. It's, it's not a, it's not a, a, it's a bona fide classic and, but the reason that I'm highlighting it is one, there's a lot of thematic uh, uh, connections, and two, because kids these days just don't watch silent movies, and that's annoying to me. And the film is 1928's The Passion of Joan of Arc, and Car- 1928 Carl Theodore Dreyer. It's the only uh, uh, performance that we have from Maria Falconetti. Um, uh, she the, her other two films are lost. Um, And it's a film that is done in mostly close-up, and it's just the trial. It's like it's taken—the film is directly adapted from the transcript of the trial of Joan of Arc, and it's—I mean, it's it's amazing. Maria Falconetti gives one of the best performances of all time, probably, and, and playing a woman who cut her sh- hair short voluntarily, I will say i don't
1: um, <laughs> i don't mind that i don't yeah, mind I, that I, I one know. bit i just because I just, it's also it featuring
0: bit. a woman with short hair um but it's it's an entire film is in mostly close-up and and it's just it's riveting um the criterion score that they've given it like a remastered score is amazing and it all builds up to the eventual execution and when I mean, when she finally does burn at the stake, like the film literally devolves into chaos because we've gone from, um, because we've gone from like just close ups, just like close ups for the entire movie, and then suddenly, like courtroom like, drama almost. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it is a courtroom drama. That's what it is. And then, and then at the end, like she's burning on the stake, and then suddenly, like we're editing like crazy. The score goes bombastic. People go, people start. There a riot happens like it's it becomes one of the most powerful climaxes to any film you'll ever see and there's no like sound it doesn't need it because yeah. the score and the visuals do everything and so yeah it's you've you've probably heard of this movie but you should go and watch it because it really is that amazing so passionate jonah art
1: yeah that's how i feel about scooby-doo and the witch's ghost <laughs> <laughs> all right um, to each their own no the, yeah no there's um yeah there's been a couple really good joan of arc adaptations um but that's kind of like the og and it's yeah. really good
0: if you really want to go deep cut on on uh joan of arc adaptations go watch agnes varda's uh jane b by agnes v um mm. and she's there's a section of that movie where she plays uh joan of arc and sick anyway that movie's a trip and the movie that. Was the companion piece to a Kung Fu Master, which is about um, a woman, like a like a mom, getting into a relationship with like a fourteen year old. That's even a crazier trip of a movie. Um, yeah, uh, Agnes Varda, my, one of my favorite filmmakers. She made some really weird stuff. Uh, one of the OGs. Anyway, uh, next week. Uh, next week the film we're doing next week. Um, I'm wondering if you've heard of this movie, Anna, and if you haven't, I want you to tell me what you think it is about. The film is okay. it's, Um, it's on Shutter. Um, and so we oh, can just fuck. get like the 10-day free trial or whatever. Um, Ugh. but anyway, the film is called Slacks. S L A X X. What do you think it's about? Pants. You're on the right Haunted track. Pants. You're on the right track.
1: Slasher Pants?
0: Yes. <laughs> this is a slasher movie. It's a horror comedy about a pair of blue jeans um, Mom, killing off retail slacks. workers. I know. They should know. have gone with that's, a pair of khakis. Yeah, I, uh, that's that's the problem, is that it's, it's actually that's about That's going to be jeans. my sole
1: issue with the movie. And other than, <laughs> that, than that, I'm going to be like, frankly, this is a masterpiece, kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, it's about the it's horrors cool, of that retail. Sounds so. That sounds fun.
1: That sounds fun.
0: Yeah. So that's what we got next week. Um, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, Anna, why don't you plug yourself?
1: Yep. Uh, so folks, I am confirmed at Anna camps on letterboxd. Check me out on there if you, uh, want to no worries. If not, um, I am at, I am the campion on Twitter and Instagram and my podcast. Oh no. With Anna campion, uh, still going, still going strong. Um, Oh no! Within Champion, we're on all, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Breaker, you know, all the all the big ones, you know, Everywhere. like uh, like Screens Margins. We are based on Anchor as well, and um, we are at Ono oh the Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And in this past week at week's episode, I had um one of my favorite X's question mark on mm-hmm. um, and uh, we had a fun we had a fun time together. So Alright. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, as for me, you can find me uh Twitter Letterboxd at Blue Gray Closet. Uh as, as I said, we are based in anchor.fm slash Margins. You can find us on Twitter at Screens Margins. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash screensmargins, where in addition to the free podcasts, you get bonus podcast series about Dorothy Arzner, Rainer Werner Fassbinder, Lucrecia Martel. You can vote on future episodes of this podcast. You get to choose what we review here. Um, and there's also some bonus then there's occasional bonus stuff I'm finally editing together the gigantic uh, uh, project that's like five hours of audio and you'll be able to get all of it on Patreon and and then there will also be some of it which will be available for free to everyone and i'll update you when that comes out but yeah with uh with that uh thank you for being here we know that there's a poll these days when it comes to films to focus only on the big and mainstream stuff so thank you for spending time with us here today here on the margins good night